automate your business, plain and simple. Do what you can to get rid of those tasks that take up too much of your time because at the end of the day, time is the one thing that we'll never get back. Welcome to the Middle Class to Millionaires podcast, a no-nonsense show designed to help you punch fear in the face and create the life you've always dreamed of. Now, here are your hosts, Vince and Christian. Hey everyone, welcome back to Middle Class Millionaires. I am Vince with my co-host, Christian. And we are finally back at it. It has been one month and two days since we dropped our last episode. Oof, that's a long time. That's, that's a hot minute. What have you been doing, bro? I feel like I haven't seen you in a month and two days. I've been enjoying the socialist life. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> you went there. We're less than 30 seconds in and you went there. Yeah, I know. I'm bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but on the real, man, I'm getting my stimulus check on uh, hey. Thursday. What's up? Get stimulated. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle Sam. Uh, I'll take it. Which we're all going to pay for eventually. Yeah, our children and our children. And their children and their children. Yeah. <laughs> That's a shout out to Carrie Job and Cody Corns. <laughs> um, so what have you been up to? What's going on in your world? Well, you know, uh, I've had more time on my hands lately. Um, my uh, Q2 goals have definitely uh, been erased and changed. Before all this stuff went down, it was uh, mostly expansion and growth, um, and it's now been kind of kind of uh, switched over to more revising uh, processes, streamlining streamlining processes, looking into what I can uh, focus in on or, or make better. And yeah, yeah, I mean, just just you know, looking at looking deep into. The finances and seeing seeing what I can change uh, for right now while everything had kind of slowed down a bit. And I made a course and a couple other things like that, you know, trying to be productive with my time. Yeah, that's cool. I was actually going to talk about that here in a little bit. You want to tell us about uh, the course you made? Yeah, uh, I made a course on flipping cars from economy to exotic cars. I've uh, been uh, it's one of the, the, the side hustles, I guess you could call it, that I've been doing for the last 10 years and purchasing cars to with the intention of making a profit after owning for a little bit and you know doing minor things, too, that can increase the price. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that, that came out, and I've already gotten some purchases and reviews, and been pretty solid so just now focusing on the marketing aspect of that and uh, continuing to finding avenues of marketing that course so yeah nice are you eventually gonna push that to maybe your own website because i know you have it on udemy and they take what 50 percent yeah i am working on building a website specifically for the courses that i'll be putting out because yeah 50 percent is insane so yeah is it like yeah. Click ClickFunnels? Are you using them or somebody else? For the, the site? Yeah. Uh, I'm not too sure just yet on how I'm going to set it up. Um, so. Okay. We'll Let's talk offline just, about that. Yeah. Well, I'm just digging into the marketing aspect of it. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. See how it goes. Cool. Well, yeah. yeah so I, um, my goals have changed too. You know, this year 
this is 2020 and uh, 2018 I had a goal to make a certain amount of income and I, and I just barely made it and then in 2019 my goal was to double that income and I had some flips that held over into this year so I technically didn't and even if those wouldn't have held over I wouldn't have quite made it but I did in, increase our earnings um, pretty substantially which is amazing uh, super blessed by the opportunities I was given so this year my goal was to still you know 2x what I had intended on making last year and um, you know you're now a business partner in this endeavor with my business partner out in California and we had a plan on flipping you know one to two houses a month here we are April 28th and we're finally closing on a property next month um, because we've been on a two-month pause so I've, yeah. had, I've had to look at my sources of income which I had to do actually uh, about a year oh yeah so it was about a year a year or a year and a half ago I was um, working for a wholesaling company and I started to notice that my um, income wasn't being consistent and I didn't really like that and so I eventually started doing some other stuff on my own and then uh, started flipping houses with my business partner so this wasn't a year ago this is last year um, so kind of what I'm doing right now is looking at, you know, what happens if we can't flip houses for a couple months. Uh -huh. Luck luckily, you know, I had some cash saved up from these three flips that closed earlier this year. You know, you got to have multiple streams of income. So sure. I just this morning started outlining a course that I'm going to create um, that if you're following me on Instagram, you might have seen. Um, and yeah, I'm just trying to see how, okay. I, I, it's great to have cash because we talked about in the last episode that you know people are learning or are going to learn that cash is king. But what happens if that cash runs out? You've got to have cash coming in. And luckily we have these uh, Airbnbs. But anyway, so really, yeah, these last I guess it's been it's been a month since our podcast, but almost two months since this this whole thing has happened. I've been just like you reevaluating expenses. What am I spending money on? And how can I uh, increase my cash flow and have multiple streams of that cash flow so that if one takes a hit the other might sustain so anyway with all this time on our hands I wanted to talk today about kind of getting that time back and so I want to title this podcast why automation is key in any business so um, since we both are in Airbnb and we have seven properties between the two of us I wanted to, um, we'll probably talk more specifically about Airbnb since that's what we do both do together and flipping, although there's, flipping, yeah, there's probably stuff you can automate, but I, we, I don't know if we've done it yet. I haven't done it yet. So we're just talking about Airbnb, but I was, I was looking online today and I saw that the average vacation rental host without automation can spend up to 20 hours a month replying to guest messages. That's insane. And imagine what you could do with those extra 20 hours. You know, we were just talking about what you did with your, your course on flipping cars. How many hours did that take you? Mm, probably like 10. Yeah, 10 hours. So what if, imagine if during, you know, you're creating that course that you had to reply to, let's just say you were running all of our guest messages. Let's just say you were the property manager for all these seven properties. And you had to reply to all of these guest messages, all of their bookings, their check-ins, their checkouts, their Wi-Fi questions, which is always in the app and people don't look. <laughs> it probably would have taken you a lot longer to finish that course, huh? 
Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, most so, definitely. So this is where I feel like automation is so key. If time is our most valuable commodity, then we need to do everything in our power to hold it close to our chest and to only spend it on only spend it when necessary. Absolutely necessary. And the time, you know, time is one thing in this world that we'll never get back. You can lose money, you can lose job, you can lose clothes, whatever it is, you can lose a lot like a lot of people are experiencing right now. You know, during this pandemic, you know, people have lost their jobs, furloughed or laid off. You know, and eventually they'll get their job back. You know, they'll let's just say they lose their house, they, they'll probably get another house or an apartment. They'll get housing. But time is the one thing we can never get back. Of the all, of all the things that we automate, uh, I know we have a couple tools. What's the one What's the one thing that we automate that you like you couldn't live without? You know, we automate our messages, our pricing, and our cleaning. Like, what's the one that you're like, man? I'm I'm glad we do that. Uh, I would probably just say the um, the messaging portion. Uh, most of it is pretty offhand, if they, unless they ask something crazy. But for the most part, when people just self-book and then, um, you know, it, it sends out an, a message automatically that kind of gives them the details of their booking. And for the most part, people are like, okay, and and uh, you know that that's that. Uh, yeah. It's when they, you know, so that really cuts down on you know day-to-day -day operations for properties yeah and you you probably agree when people see these messages they think it's coming from us yeah if you if you uh depending how you you word it um yeah it's definitely uh, seems genuine and <laughs> that's kind of key you know you don't want to sound like a robot yeah so just having a message that sounds genuine and people believe it's you so yep yeah, and um, for those out there wondering maybe what we're using, we use a program called Smart BNB. I think it's smartbnb.io, and it um, it literally automates all of your messaging. I mean, there's going to be some odd questions that you get, like, you know, I lost a roll of toilet paper. Where can I find more or whatever? Which you could probably even automate that. It has a really smart um, artificial intelligence, but you can automate. Air conditioning. If you have a question about air conditioning, it can detect certain things like that. Or questions about the airport or Wi-Fi. Inside that app, they have templates for you, and you can adjust them based on your individual property. Or if maybe you want to add smiley faces, you know, which we've done to ours um, to make it look more like we actually typed it. And I have I have screenshots on here because. The course that I'm um, going to start building is on automating your vacation rental business. <laughs> so this one's free for you guys. Um, these people, they reply and they think it's us. So that's kind of what, another thing I wanted to lead into is how much time we're able to save. So I kind of broke down the math here. Let's say between, so we have seven properties between us. And let's just assume we only got 10 bookings per month per property, which is kind of average besides these month longs that we've been getting. Um, so that's 70 bookings a month, which is 70 welcome messages, 70 pre-check-in messages, 70 check-in messages, 70 during reservation messages, just to, you know, check in and say, how are you doing? 70 checkout messages, and then 70 review ask messages, which is 420 per month, 420 messages per month. 
And if it takes you at minimum two minutes to write each message, just as a baseline, just two minutes, it could be more or less, at, you know, depending on if you're on your phone or computer, that's 840 minutes a month spent on messaging your guests, assuming that they have no other questions at all. That's 14 hours a month. That's insane. And it may seem, li- you know, maybe not that bad for some people because it's like, oh, 14 hours. If I could leave my job, I'd only work 14 hours. And that's, I think that's a good mindset to have. But what if you could get that down even further, you know, get that, that number down? So, yeah, that's why I, I love automating our messages. That's just one of the things that we do. And I think it's so key because it's, um, and we can kind of talk about this four reasons why you should automate your business is efficiency, improve customer guest experience, less stress and time freedom. Time freedom is a huge thing. So if I can, yeah, if I can break down my messaging from 14 hours a month, how, how, so you, you, you handle probably what 80% of our messages between the two properties that we have. Uh, something like that. Yeah. How much time would you say you spend messaging people? And we have our stuff met automated. So the stuff that we don't have automated, how much would you say you spend per month? Probably four to six hours. A month? Yeah. I was thinking it was less than that. <laughs> yeah, no, because some people want, some people even go as far as calling you and, you know, walking through the attic. When people don't understand or never use their Airbnb, they want to have a phone call and blah, uh, blah. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I know I get that. On, so that's kind of a, um, an asterisk on our two properties because they're both in apartments. So they both are a little bit, a little bit more complicated check-ins than let's just say like the uh, four houses that my wife and I have that they just walk up to a door and press a button. So on instances like that, you know, it's, I can see where it's a little bit more time, but I mean you're saving. 10 hours a month, which is huge. So I, I was breaking down the math even further. What if, you know, like you have a program for it, but what if your time went from 20 hours a month to say 30 to 45 minutes a month? And that's, I'm, I'm kind of using that data as the ones that I have, my wife and I have. And what could you do with that extra time? You know, you talk to your spouse, your kids, your friends, hang out with family, read a book, spend time by yourself make a course like Christian did, you know, let's just assume he got those 10 extra free hours. Well, he made a course now that's going to sit on this platform wherever he ends up landing it. And it's going to continually make him money because he invested those 10 hours, those 10 extra free hours that he had. And if we take that extra time that you save, you would free up nine and a half days of your life per year just by automating your messages. That's just one tool we're talking about. Like what would you, what would you do, Christian, with nine and a half extra days of your life per year? I know you and your wife want to travel. Yeah, some travel time. That's uh, some car show time. That's uh, <laughs> some you know uh, eating good food time. There's tons of tons of things you can do. Yeah, yeah. It's you know the the I think you would agree. The point of being an entrepreneur is is working for yourself and to have more time to do the things you love. Right? Yeah, for sure. So if we can um, become more efficient at this this game that we're playing, it just frees up so much, so many other things in our lives. 
you have a famous quote in our in our podcast episodes. I don't know if you notice when you um, you talk about people say they don't have time. Ah, uh, yes. You love hearing that, huh? Yeah, because people are full of excuses. So. <laughs> I love that you're just real. I found a quote online that said uh, it's by William Penn. It says, "Time is what we want most, but what we use is the worst." That's good. That's. Uh... I think that I think if people better manage their time, they would do all the things that they they say they should do, and uh, also it just kind of uh, boils down to that person and that and their uh, mentality and their um, kind of the discipline that they have. Because um, I've heard people say they're going to do this and that all day long, but they end up never doing it. Uh, you really have to be disciplined to do the thing that you know you want to do to get to where you want to be. It, it does require discipline, and you know, you know, because people always say they want to be a millionaire, but unless you have the discipline to do things to get you there, it'll never happen for you, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Unless unless you win the lottery, of course, but then you'll probably <laughs> spend it anyway. Yeah, so I think I think that's that's pretty important to have, and uh, along with you know knowing how to manage your time as well. So they, they kind of go hand in hand. For sure. So, you know, in the past month and a half, a lot of people have a lot more free time. So with all this extra free time, Christian, how would you encourage people to use this time wisely to succeed or to leave their nine to five or to do the things they've always wanted to do? Like what, what could we leave people with to uh, kind of give them that push? Yeah, I mean... First, uh, really focus in on what it is that you want to do. Um, you know, you don't have to be a, a real estate mogul like, you know, what we want to do. and Or you don't have to be a, 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 you know, Airbnb king or something. It doesn't have to be in this specific businesses that we do. Um, it's just uh, for us personally, it's uh, it's a, a great vehicle to push you there to, to wealth. And we enjoy it. I mean, we can talk about real estate all day long, but yeah. it doesn't have to be that. But um, so focusing in, like really laser focusing on what what goals you want to to achieve. And then once you kind of have the main goal, like let's just say you want to open a bakery or something. Um, and so that's the end goal, that opening a bakery is, is the end result. So now dissecting it, into smaller, uh, more obtainable slash or quote unquote reasonable for what maybe you might think is reasonable uh, things to get you there. So like researching, uh, well, I hope first that you're a good baker. That's, that might be the first, <laughs> yeah. the first step. But uh, Or hire re- someone who is. Yeah, something. So uh, figuring that part out first and then figuring out, you know, um, maybe researching some other businesses uh, that do the same thing that you want to do and kind of digging into their business that, you know, you might find some examples of that online. Uh, public companies have their information online. So, you know, spend, spend you know, let's just say two, two hours a day uh, researching. That'll be step number one is the research. Uh, I know before I got into real estate, I spent, you know, most of my time just reading books and podcast and stuff so that was my step one was to research learn and educate and then once you feel you got a good grasp of what's next then you can start you know taking action so um you know maybe 
getting the business plan written, you know, uh, getting your LLC, whatever the case may be. That's step two. So, so these little steps ultimately will lead to the end goal. And as long as you continue to track and monitor your small steps, you should have no problem uh, obtaining the big end result. Right. So. And it's just stacking your accomplishments, you know, like um, building a Trump Tower seems like a monumental task. You know, you can't just you can't just get there. It just can't be built. You've got to lay these all these small steps in order, these foundations to no pun intended to to actually get to where you want to be. You know, so when we look at let's just say I want to be let's just say I want to be a movie star. I don't. But let's just say I wanted to be a movie star. There are so many things that I would need to do to get there. I can't just look at it and be like, oh, man, that seems impossible. I just can't. I need to do the little steps that, that I know are going to help me get to my end goal, whether that's taking an acting class or uh, going to a theater or joining a theater or, right. um, you know, all these little things. If I If you can... Make small goals for yourself, just small ones. You don't have to make your just the end goal, become an actor, that's all it is. If I don't go to Hollywood and someone says be in my movie, then I failed. You know, it's it's creating those small wins that really build momentum, which we all know momentum in sports or in business or in life kind of helps you get to that next uh, that next thing. You know, it kind of gives you that adrenaline to succeed. So if you can stack those wins, you'll eventually get to where you want to be. And I think one of the issues that I have with social media and the current media is that there's this um, get-rich-quick thing or this instant gratification that we live in, you know. People think if they don't get it now or if they don't succeed now, then they're just a failure and life is over. But it's not. You know, um, I don't know why I'm using acting as an example, but I think it was Morgan Freeman who he didn't even get cast in his first movie until he was like 67 or something. And there's so many other actors who didn't who didn't get their roles until they were way over 40. You know? Yeah. Uh, no, for sure. It's uh, also being consistent is huge. You know, uh, in order to become the one percent, you. you you must do what you know the other ninety nine refuse to do. So exactly, you just gotta be consistent. Do what others won't. You know, if if you want to do X Y Z, and you're just doing the minimum, then you're probably not going to get there uh, as fast or at all. You you need to go step beyond. Uh, you know, make ten more calls or whatever the case may be. Stay up. You know, just just sacrifice is is also required to to do business yep yep that's true yeah that's good so i as we kind of wrap this thing up i just wanted to you know me i'm like the quote king i got one from thomas edison that said time is really the only capital that human that any human being has and the only thing that he can't afford to lose so i know we kind of went on mindset for a little bit but um to wrap up why automation is key in any business it's really just um to get your time back to get your life back you know i think i said it earlier but the four reasons why you should automate your business are efficiency you know you want to do things more efficiently efficiently that eventually leads to what number four is which is time freedom because if you can 
autom automate all these tasks that you know you can have artificial intelligence do why wouldn't you get your time back and you know these programs are so cheap to do it for you or you could have a VA do tasks for you you know you can find VAs on upwork.com to do stuff for you just helps you free up the things that you shouldn't be doing so you can go do bigger and better things you know which is what any successful CEO or owner does right and then yeah for sure yeah improve customer or guest experience this is, again for Airbnb if I how many Airbnbs have you gone to, Christian, where you've had to actually meet the host to get the key? Uh, none that I know of. Yeah, I think uh, we've stayed at a couple places where it was like a we had to stay in someone's like spare room in the top part of their house or something. So we've had to meet hosts, I think, twice, me and my wife, out of the five years that we've traveled together. Out of, I don't even know how many Airbnbs we've stayed at now. But... It's just, it's a better guest experience and customer experience, at least for me from an introvert's perspective, where I don't have to meet the host. I don't have to coordinate, you know, trying to get the key or anything like that. So automation is even automating the check-in process, you know, having a key on your, on your door yeah. or, or a code on your door. So on that, I mean, there's a, uh, that's part of streamlining, streamlining the check-in process. So uh, we write a very detailed check-in procedure um, and also note that they read it first before they even contact us so that's another way <laughs> yeah. of streamlining uh, the check-in yeah yeah and I think it was you and your wife who um, who made that right back when we were first launching uh, made that, yeah Sela did um, which is it was huge man because it <laughs> it's so detailed I started using it on my uh, my farmhouse that we just finished. Yeah, and um, it's beautiful. It's it's a novel, but it's it literally answers anything that anyone could have, any questions that someone could have. Right. Yeah, and that's that's what you want. You you want less contact. So. Yeah, and and they want that too. They're not they're not coming to stay at your place because they want to chat with you, someone they don't know. They want. To come there to check in, do whatever they got to do, and then they want to leave. So if you can provide answers to all their questions without them even having to think about that they had that question, then you've just improved their experience. Right. You know, and all of this leads to less stress. Like, how? And we, I guess we've never, we've never had to deal with any of this, but isn't it like so almost uh, stress-free these processes that we have? Yeah, pretty much for the most part. It's not It's not anything that, uh, it doesn't require special skills. It doesn't, <clears throat> it really just requires being somewhat patient and, uh, you know, just being in there in the guest shoes because you're now in the hospitality industry mm -hmm. and not, you're not the, uh, it's not real estate really anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And you had to help me realize that when we first started. Yeah, so I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, sometimes that can be hard for some people, you know. I always like to throw in smiley faces on my messages, so that helps. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, but so it, it, if you can, if you can take, if you can do those two things, you know, uh, it, it's really, it doesn't take much time or skill. It just, so, and then automating just makes it a whole lot better. Yeah. And there's not to say that, 
there haven't been instances where we've had to communicate with guests more frequently than we would like, you know, like the couple of guests whose cars have been towed because the tow truck company took, took forever to get in their heads our system that we had worked out that apartment complex. But other than yeah, that... There's always, yeah, there's always little issues here and there, but yeah. Yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, it's so minor compared to anything else that you might have to deal with, you know, like I'll take those small speed bumps over having to drive an hour, an hour and a half a day to work and blah, blah, blah. All the things you got, someone telling you what to do, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've never been one for authority. I respect authority now that I'm in a different position in my, or different, yeah, time in my life. But when I was much younger, I did not. And even in the Marine Corps, that was kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just, I think I've always been an entrepreneur, even though I didn't know it until way later in life. Right. No, for sure. I mean, I don't like being told what to do, so. <laughs> yeah, I think this is, that's why we work together well and we're on this path together. Anyway, well, hey, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We, we really just wanted to... Um, for those who are in Airbnb specifically, there's a lot more we can talk about as far as automating your business. And you can find either one of us on Instagram if you have any questions. My handle is the Vince Russell. Christians is the Christian Mercado. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit us up. Ask us any questions. We're here to help. Um, but yeah, the, the, the main thing that hopefully that you got out of this episode is automate your business. Plain and simple, do what you can to get rid of those tasks that take up too much of your time because at the end of the day, time is the one thing that we'll never get back. So let's use this time that we have the best way possible. Yep. Any parting words for our our friends out there? Uh, Stop making excuses. Um, (laughs) You know, get disciplined, get focused, and, you know, go after your goals. There's, you know, nothing can stop you, so... That's true. I like that you're straightforward. We do have in our opener that this is a no nonsense show. No nonsense show. That's a tongue twister. No uh, nonsense. Yeah. yeah, we're not here to baby anyone. Get to it. <laughs> Get out there, guys. Do it. See you on the next one. See ya. This episode of the Middle Class to Millionaires podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more tips and strategies on entrepreneurship, life, and business to help you create the life you've always dreamed of. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content on planet Earth.